We gotta go back, Marky. We gotta go back. <laughs> Isn't that a skit from um, Spaceballs? <laughs> Sounds like something. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely like that's definitely bordering a Mel Brooks joke for sure. Oh, it, yeah. a combination of Mel Brooks and Abbott and Costello. So the uh, well, yeah, because he was kind of the natural evolution of Abbott and Costello comedy. I think. Yeah. So we got some topics today on Rona Geek Official Podcast episode one twenty eight. I want to say, <laughs> and uh, you may notice we're missing uh, one third of the team. He is not here today. Who? What is? Who is this person? It's somebody else's. We're, we're, we're just missing Rob. Just oh, Rob. okay. Just Rob. It's just Rob. Just Rob. Okay. <laughs> However, on the podcast today, we do have myself, Alex Austin, and... Word eating Ad- Plubby and Adam. Word eating Plubby and, Ad- Plubby and Adam. Exactly who I thought you were going to say. Same words and everything. Same so, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Get out of my head! <laughs> glad we got that. We do have some exciting topics to cover today. We are going to hit up Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ga-ga! For episodes three and four review, which I'm very excited for. And uh, then we're going to talk about... What were we going to talk about? Oh, update on our picks of the year for how they're doing. So some time ago, this was probably episode 120-something. And we what we did was we tried to decide what the top games are going to be uh, for the year. Uh, predicting based on our favorites, of course. Yeah, what well, we thought we were really excited for. Our favorite ones. And then we'll, we'll just do an update on where we are in those games here. I like to look back at those that shit and be like, how truthful was I? <laughs> You know, these games that you're really excited for, and then you sit there and the, the day comes and goes, and then maybe you don't play it, or maybe it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the reason is. Or you just played something better, because something better came out, and then that's what took over your time. Yeah, for, or for maybe yeah. maybe it was just fantastic, and we should talk about it. Yeah, or maybe you're diving into your Switch library from the last three years that you've purchased, like, a hundred random games on it. <laughs> haven't played any of them. That's where I'm at right now, and I'm quite enjoying it. It's been a wonderful ride, so... Anyway, so we I basically will... want to judge us. Yeah, judge yeah. us in our in our I choices. I like that. I like that. Horribly judge. We us. can be very judgmental toward ourselves from the past because now we're in the future. Exactly. That ourselves then don't know, but they probably anticipated that this day would come. Oh, I knew it would. Yeah, That's why yeah. I made us make those choices. So very exciting. So we, we hope to bring you some of this enjoyment today, but we will start with Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes three and four. Four. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, definitely a watershed moment for the show going into episode three and four. Um, I think probably one of the coolest Marvel scenes in recent memory. Well, recent memories in like maybe the last few years to come out was in episode three, in my opinion, uh, with Madripoor. So we can dig a little bit into that. Okay. Yep. And uh, and just kind of get into what it all means. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it man? mean, dude? Like what? What is it? What is like the deeper essence of meaning? What is the what is the meaning of lives in the Marvel Universe when the blip, the blip took them away, but it brought them back? What is the what is the meaning, man? The meaning can so, all just be viewed in a single snap. And none of this has anything to do with the content. Not Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're just really we're just waxing. Uh, what do they say? Waxing philosophical. Yes, that's what we're doing right now. So just like just like Thanos would. It's almost like Thanos is here in the room with us in spirit today. So that's the kind of thing he would have said. Is that what you would say, daughter? <laughs> daughter. Daughter. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, let's dive into episode three of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, cool fucking episode. Uh, what was it? Was episode two when they broke out? Uh, oh, we should probably say here spoilers. Oh yeah. So this sure. is this is the segment of the we show that we are a spoiler show. Yeah. We will spoil games. We will spoil movies. If you're here, we're spoiling. And I mean, like there are some shows out there where they're gonna be like, oh, we'll give you the non-spoiler version first. They're too nice, in my opinion. <laughs> like, go listen to them. Yeah, I fuck don't know. Those guys. Yeah, I don't know. So go listen to them first, and then we're just gonna spoil shits. This is the portion of the show that I like to refer to as raised by spoilers, and uh, 
we're gonna do just that. We're gonna be, we're gonna raise you by spoiling things, and then uh, <laughs> you'll be a better person for it. So anyway, uh, was the second episode where they break out? No, they broke out Zemo um, in th- three. This, in three. Well, he broke himself out technically, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, yeah. He broke himself out. And uh, which was a cool way to start the episode. Uh, definitely very cool seeing Baron Zemo back in the mix. Uh, obviously, yeah. they left his ending kind of wide open at the end of uh, Civil War, probably for this reason. <laughs> and I think here we the, are. I overall Zemo. I think for the first time, I I don't know how to word this, but I didn't understand how Zemo could do the things he did in Civil War. Mm-hmm. How he got away. How he was so good. And yeah, he kind of he wasn't you know, super strong, wasn't super smart, but clearly he had ties and knew how to get what he wanted. And they kind of explain in this one, and I think in a way show his intelligence, show him why he's a threat to the Marvel group, because he is a genius with political power. He's he's a genius with political power, and they also go to great lengths to establish here that he's also um, rich as well. Mm-hmm. So he also has some money behind him. He has some influence behind him, even in a place like Madripoor. And then we're going to have to circle back on this momentarily here. Uh, one moment, please. And now that we're back, you know, the one beef I really had with this episode is where the fuck is the glue gun? No, no. See, there, where's the glue gun? This is where we're missing it all. <laughs> I, I figured it out. The glue isn't a physical thing anymore. Zemo is keeping those two guys glued together emotionally and metaphorically. What? Wow! Stop it! (laughs) This is crazy. Um, So we got to end the show now. That's it. (laughs) That's it. We figured it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronin Geek's all done. We've solved the show. Uh, (laughs) Damn, yeah, man. It's like metaphysical glue. It's like, how deep does it go, man? Like, is this a reflection of real life? It's like we're seeing the edges of the glue paste and we could see our reflections what? in it. Like we're glued to it. Like we're glued to the TV. Yes. Oh my God. So this is uh, this is our official review for this, by the way. Oh, this is, is our official review. Yes, <laughs> this is, I agree. Show. So for anyone who wants to know if we're serious, yes, we are beyond serious right now. But I do enjoy the fact that I feel I was very confused. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out how Zemo could do all the things he did. It was one of those things where, nah, you, he just did it in the background. You don't really know. And I feel like... Could it be because he's German? Uh, or is he German or no. is he Russian? No, he's... Um, what's the name of the place in the second Avengers Sokovia. Movie? Sokovian. He's Sokovian? He's Sokovian. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, like pseudo-German, pseudo-Russian. It's why he hated the Avengers. Oh, Because they that's fucked right. his country up. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But he showed that in this series, he showed that he's a lot smarter and a mm-hmm. lot more devious. Yeah. And he thinks... He doesn't... It's not just that he thinks five steps ahead, which he does. Yeah. But he also takes situations. He's kind of a Loki. Mm. He takes the situations and uses it to his advantage. So interesting you say that because I, I was, I've been actually thinking over episode three and four as we're watching it, like just how many steps has he thought ahead? Because it, I, it, I suspect it's a lot. So just based on what they've shown us so far. I suspect there's a bit of, he's thought of all the different possibilities ahead, but he's also not against changing his plan for the opportunities that come. Right. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He's an opportunist, for sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, so, for instance, when uh, in episode three, no, yes, yes, three, in episode three, so this is, uh, of course, spoilers here, this is where they end up finding the guy who's making the serum. And I don't know if he expected to find that guy, but he did get the chance to kill him, and he took it. So, yeah, definitely an opportunist. Yeah, that's the thing I I do like about Zemo is... 
I do feel like he's a guy, you know exactly what his motive is. Yeah. He does not want that super serum out at any cost. But is, does he not want it out at any cost because he wants to control what's already out there? Does he not want it out at any cost because he's genuinely wanting to end a super soldier program? I think he genuinely wants to end everything that equates to super soldiers and the program that created them. Okay. Interesting. He doesn't want any more super soldiers. He hates super soldiers. Yeah. Because they fucked him up. I think uh, the Winter Soldier fucked him up. Yep. He utilized them. And remember, that was the first thing he did in Civil War. They all thought he wanted to control them and utilize them as yeah. an army. Yeah, Instead, yeah. he just wanted to find them so he could kill them. And he did do that. And he did do that. And in the meantime, yeah, he turned two of his uh, enemies against one another as well with the Avengers. Yeah, and Actually, I think... he turned more than two. All of them. All of them. All of them fought. And I think they did a good job in this is where... No, that mentality is still there. He just wants to stop. Every opportunity he gets to destroy and stop the super soldiers, he does. Yeah, true. True. And that's his ultimate goal. So, and in doing so, they need to find some sort of power broker situation going on in Madripoor, which is, interestingly, Madripoor does not come from the Avengers line of comics. It actually comes from the X-Men line of comics. Oh, really? So, and it's a place where Wolverine is known to have frequented uh, in his early days, oh. right? So, in modern times. So, it's really interesting to see that Madripoor becomes a setting now in episode three, and it was so fucking cool! It was awesome! I had to I look it up. I loved it. I had to look it up because it looked exactly like the same Chinese city that they showed in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, total. It's like Singapore-ish. Yeah. I think is what it's supposed to be, like Singapore, or like Macau, or one of these. Something one of like the, that. One of the Chinese, I think they're called the Chinese stars, right, is, is what they're called. Oh. Uh, they're like these, it's like four satellite Chinese countries. It's like uh, Singapore, Macau, Hong Kong, and Taiwan, and they're all kind of like that, right? Yeah. So, it, which is interesting. But the, um, yeah, really, really cool setting. Uh, really interesting things are happening in Marvel during this episode, uh, particularly around like the direction and the sort of uh, look and feel of the show. Because when I get to Madripoor, very, very cool music starts playing and it's almost yeah. like somebody else filmed it. Like for, I'm like, who, like, did they get a different director all of a sudden? Like somebody I like more? It because felt this more is... cyberpunky. Oh, totally. It changed tone. Straight up. And then, and then it did it again when they were meeting whoever that low-level power broker was uh, in that particular yes. place, right? It did it again where all of a sudden it breaks into like, I don't even know what that was. It was like Edith Piaf or something like that <laughs> when they're walking slowly into the, you know, in slow motion. And anyway, it was fucking cool. Whatever it was. It yeah. was so fucking cool. They really was... tried to get you in that environment. Right. And even though that scene was kind of like a tropey, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, we go to a bar and beat up some dudes and the power broker's like, yeah, I'll see you now. Like, whatever. I'm fine with that. It's clearly a power trip between the two of them. Who's going to show more power? Exactly. And yeah. you know it. It's tropey. You know it. But you're trying to wait to see who's going to show the power. But that scene was fucking cool because that was also where they took Winter Soldier and he had to act like Winter Soldier again, mm. which was so sweet. He was such a badass. He was, yeah. And uh, he ripped through those guys in that room like yes. butter. Like, it was insane, man. I love it. And you can see that he hated doing it, but he's like, I gotta do it. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think on some level... He probably enjoyed beating the shit out of those guys because those guys are just all low-level, you know, assassins. And you know what? And he probably like did enjoy it a bit. I I loved Zemo. This whole series so far, Zemo's my favorite character. Mm -hmm. I just love... Interesting. By a long mile. Interesting. I love that he's... I feel like he's always the smartest person in the room. Yeah. But you notice he's usually the quietest. Yeah. Except for every word he says... He does stand back a lot. He does. Yeah, he stands back and a I lot. And I find that when he says words... They seem to always have an effect. Yeah. He speaks very few, very yep. little, and he speaks quietly. True. But the words that he says have resonance, and they always impart 
something. They always change something in the environment, change something in the people. That's true. That change the course of what's happened. Yeah, nothing is really wasted on him. They don't really waste time on him. It's all no. it's everything that happens with him in the scene is something important, which is which is interesting. Yeah, so, very, yeah, you're right. Very cool character they've turned him into. But not as cool as one person who lives in Uptown. Is that what it was called? Uptown or Hightown? Oh, I don't know. I think it was called Hightown. Because they're in Lowtown. I have no idea what you're talking about. Hightown in Madripoor, where where Sharon Carter lives. Oh, right. The grandniece or niece or something of the niece. Peggy Carter. The niece. Yeah. So the, the niece who, of course, <laughs> we all know Steve Rogers made out with a little bit. Uh, he maybe probably even, banged her. Maybe even a little bit more. Making out in the Marvel Universe means they banged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. can't show bang. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to assume that they, he dipped the stick. <laughs> and uh, they they went all the way. So, they, but uh, and then he ends up going back in time to get married to her aunt anyway. So, uh, you know uh, that's how it goes. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that was his that was his girl, man. He had to go back in time and be with her. Yeah, still awkward. And you're like, oh, my sister's having a baby. They're calling her Sharon. I saw. <laughs> that's funny. And I saw a meme, or I, maybe it was a video, uh, Funny or Die did, where they had a guy playing a Steve Rogers through time where he goes back and marries Peggy Carter and they start talking about, oh, there's, you know, they're watching the news and they see, oh, there's escalations happening in Vietnam or whatever. And he's just like, uh, like he's trying not to mention anything. And then, and then like it's, uh, they're talking about, oh, JFK is going to go visit uh, Dallas next weekend. It's going to be a great time. And he's like, uh, like he doesn't want to say. But imagine that when, when all of a sudden Peggy, uh, Sharon's about to be born. You're right. And, and they're like, oh, they're going to name her uh, Sharon. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then you're looking at the baby who in a, di- who in a different timeline's future, you banged as an adult. So it's a little <laughs> oh, bit awkward. It's it a little bit awkward. Totally awkward. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's the life he had to live, right? So anyway... Um, <laughs> Now we've come full circle. Anyway, Sharon listen, Carter- we're the ants. Do you, you're, we're, we're babysitting, right? Yeah, I guess. Oh, someone needs to change her diapers. Are you okay with you know? No. Oh, oh God, nope, not touching Steve, that. Steve disappears every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's gone, man. He Too can't. awkward for me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, now, now in this timeline, no, she's uh, an adult woman, and uh, she's one badass. You know, she is apparently the toughest motherfucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> she in this is. show so she starts and she off, looks good doing it yeah she looks good doing it. and she's sniping dudes she's sniping them to save uh save our crew of zemo falcon and winter soldier she's sniping dudes i love how they don't even have a clue as to how oh, yeah. many dudes she fucked up yeah. to protect to stop them from getting to him no idea they don't no have idea. a clue and then, and then when they find out that this is who she is and what she's doing in madripoor now she's on the run right she's on the run yes. she tried to help cap of course in captain america 2 didn't go great didn't go, Did not go for well her. for her. So uh, whereas Sam got the reprieve, Captain America got the reprieve, she's still kind of on the lam. So I not couldn't good see, for her. I couldn't see, um, oh my God, Nick Fury letting that slide. That's the, I oh, think no. that was a little, oh, no. it was a little hard to believe that that would happen to her. Yeah. Captain America would not have let that slide. Mm-mm. Now you can make the argument of he didn't know, but he seems like the kind of guy that would keep up on people like that yeah. and would stay in communication with them right. and would find out pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so she's ended up in Madripoor in Hightown. She's well-to-do. She's an art dealer, probably stolen art. Who the fuck cares? She's making mun, dude. She's oh, making yeah. mun. She's living in the fucking penthouse, throwing parties. She's selling, a kingpin. Kingpin. Selling some, <laughs> selling some art. <laughs> She's awesome. She makes for a good 
like gang leader. Yeah, she's, she's badass. badass. She is a badass. And then uh, she does more badass shit, and then uh, she does some badass shit at the docks, and they find the guy who's making the serum. Yeah, I think he mentioned they made 20. He, he was only able to make 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, some very small amount. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they end up getting a hold of it. Uh, Zemo shoots the dude in the fucking head because he's a badass, and then uh, and then they get out of there. So they they ski daddle. And uh, oh, there was a weird scene though, right at the right at the tail end of this. So just as soon as the other guys are leaving to get out of Madripoor, and Sharon Carter gets into a car, and I don't know what happened there. What was that all about? She gets into a car with what appeared to be some other agent. No, that suggest I think that... they were like her. It's her assistant. Oh, okay, okay. She's it's... like the CEO getting in the back of the car, and the assistant held the door. For oh, her I got you. Okay, because it seemed very much like they were like agents together. I don't know. It was weird. I, I think didn't it, understand. I think it was her, you know, closest confidant agent. You okay, know, like someone who worked for her in Madripoor. In Madripoor, yeah, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. Her driver, anyway. if it were. So very cool. There, they end up in Lithuania to their what were they? They're researching the building. The flag smashers blew up. Um, yes, that's the GRC storage. So they've done a really good job with the story here. And I think you kind of predicted it where the villains aren't, you know, mustache twirling. I mean, obviously evil. Right. They've kind of been doing the thing that Marvel does, which is they dip their toes in. No, this person's not evil. They're just doing things in what our main characters feel is an incorrect way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So they, they're... They've fallen slightly on the side of bad guy in the way that they're doing things. Yeah. yeah. So the GRC is a group, the Global Repatriation Council okay. is a group that those who were, you know, stepped aside after the blip, yep. after they returned from the blip, you come back and your job isn't there for you anymore. Right. Your wife is probably with another dude. Right. It's been five years. Yeah, yeah. And so your life is falling the fuck apart. And these guys help push your life unless, back. Unless... You're into cuckolding. And then you're in you're in big. You're baby. in big, yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> gonna be so sweet for you. So what a <laughs> deal you just came back on. So and like think about it. Like you go away five years, you're a serious cuck. You come back. You come back home, no one yeah. knows that you've blipped. You just walk through the door and there's some guy banging your wife and they're like, Oh my god, you're like, No, no, don't stop. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. I'm good with this. <laughs> so, Zip. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good for that guy. But for everybody else, rough time. Very rough time. Very rough so, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I appreciate what the GRC is doing. So, so these guys are doing like aid, you know, kind of UN-like aid yep. towards all these other countries. And they were holding supplies for a very long time, even though a lot of people were still starving. Like, yeah. And they basically showed up when you have all these supplies. You're Fuck you. And they take the supplies thinking they could manage the supplies better and provide yes, it to people better. Correct. And then they blow up that building yes. to send a message. Correct, yeah. Because uh, as, as what's your face, uh, Carly... Carly Morgenthau, the leader of them, yes. the super, super girl, what she says is uh, death is the only thing they understand or something like that. So murder has to happen. It must yes, be it's the only message. So that 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 ends that. And then uh, the other guys end up in Latvia. Is that because they're chasing or trying to track her down? They end up in Latvia. I forget. It's been a minute. I don't know. Anyway, the 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 real thing that is supposed to happen here, though, is uh, Winter Soldier, of course, tells the other guys to go ahead. He's like, Bucky's like, I got to stay behind and look at a thing on the thing and go over here. And he does that. And he goes over there. And what does he find? But some balls, some Wakandan balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they are. Digital way. balls. <laughs> so anyway, he's confronted by Io. They're the, they're the bracelet things that they use for like scanning. and Oh, they can scan, heal, shoot. Do whatever. Kill, blow up. They do everything. They're magic, magic Wakandan balls. 
That's what I'm calling him. <laughs> and uh, he meets uh, Io, who's a member of Wakanda's Dora Milaje, which is the uh, it's the it's the royal guard made up of women. Yeah. So the badasses from uh, Wakanda. And uh, and thankfully that comes to fruition in the next episode. It does, <laughs> in, yeah. In spectacular. The next ways. episode was amazing. So this is episode four now. The whole world is watching. Are we missing something? From, I don't think um, uh, our new Captain America boy uh, was at all in episode three. I think he was a bit, but it was very minor. He's like, well, where are they? Where, where is everybody? Is that the episode where they did the interview with him um, on stage? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't remember all the details, but he was in it, I think, because they never quite took him out because he is a main character in all of this. Yeah, yeah. He's somewhere. He's doing a thing. And so is his partner. He's probably doing He's trying to too. keep up. I think really the message we were trying to get, at least in the first four episodes, is yeah. he's just trying to keep up. With, he is. With everything that's going he on. He is. And, and that's going to come to major fruition in episode four, because here's a character who's consistently realized just how outclassed he is in the world of supers yes. as he's gone through the show so far, which we got the first taste of in episodes one and two. Uh, or actually, rather, mostly episode two mostly. at this point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because that was the big tr- like fight on top of the trucks or whatever. Yep. And he found out that he's actually not as badass as he once thought. He's still pretty badass for a man, for a human man. Yes. But but for a non-human man or, or, or a super-powered non-human man, then he's not so good. What I do find funny is he thinks all this, but he also kind of is, um, I don't know how to word it. He, he's in, not insulted. He's intimidated by Falcon. Yeah. Even though the Falcon's just a dude with wings. Right. He's not a Superman. Not he's just all. a dude with technology, which Walker could totally be. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Uh, but but what he really wants, it turns out, is to have a similar power to what these other guys are doing. So yes. now, this is an interesting one. Uh, Io actually gives uh, Bucky eight hours to use Zemo to their ends before... They take revenge for his killing of T'Chaka, yes. which happened in the Marvel timeline back in Civil War. So yes. they're, they're still looking for revenge, man. I do like that. Yeah, in this in this timeline uh, where we are right now, so T'Challa would still be alive. Yep. They're still seeking revenge for T'Chaka's death. And Zemo, they knew he was locked up. So she does refer immediately to, you broke him out, blah, blah, blah. No, we didn't break him out or he broke himself out. Who cares? At this point. Yeah, they all kind of know they did it, but they're like, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. pedantics. Like, they were there. Like, we, we know, guys. And uh, anyway, so they, they end up, uh, Zemo helps Morgenthau. Um, uh, what, what is it? What is it? Oh, they're looking for Morgenthau. And she's going to be at a funeral for the woman who raised her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the whole kind of group of people. So the group of superpowered people. Serum people. Now serum people. Yeah, the mask, masked, what are they called? Mask chasers? No, the Flag Smashers. Flag Smashers. Yes, those people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, it made sense at the time. Um, All I can think about is, um, I forget the name of the Brotherhood from Skyrim. We know the red handprint. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'd be better than this. That'd be sweet. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of back and forth about, you know, oh, we got to... We got a, what is this one? This says, I'm looking at the wiki here. It says, Wilson speaks with Morgan Thou alone and attempts to persuade her to end the violence. But she's like, nah. No, no, that's that, not That's not happened. actually in the wiki. I just said that part. Oh. She's like, she's like nah. Nah. <laughs> I actually thought it was really good. And I, I haven't quite figured out Wilson's take on it and why he's doing the thing. Or not Wilson. Um, ugh, uh, Walker. Yeah. Getting the new Captain America. Wilson is, you know, someone who deals with this kind of problem. Falcon. So he goes and tries talking to her. He's making good progress. And then Walker, the new Captain America, just shows up, kicks in the doors like, arrest that 
bitch. Yeah, yeah. like, you just fucked it yeah. all up. He's like, I'm here to do my job. I'm here to, what does he say? He's like, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum or something like that. <laughs> he kind of like, just looks like he's coked up because he's pacing all energetic yeah, 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 yeah. and he can't. Yeah, yeah. He looked like he was on drugs. He's pissed that somebody else is doing the job for him that he perceived himself doing. Right? Like that's he yeah. thinks he's the guy who's supposed to be having the talks and making the arrests and making that final decision about what happens Shit, with, you're right. with a terrorist like Morgenthau. So he's just he's fucking jealous. He's so he's not only outclassed physically, he's outclassed. Mentally, because, of course, Sam Wilson actually was like a psychotherapist for like veterans. Yes. And at the time when he met Captain America. So he actually has practical experience helping uh, these embattled people. Right. So people with PTSD and all the, uh, you know, all this you know war sickness and everything like he's yeah. he's done all that. So I, I think that he he honestly he just realizes he's completely outclassed from a relationship and you're strength and mental moment, aspect. You're saying that was the moment when he kind of uh, he we. He was sitting there going, this is my job. Why is someone else doing this job? He's not good enough at this yeah, yeah. job. I'm Captain America. Who the fuck is I he? I think that was the moment where he chose to do the thing that he knew was wrong just because he wanted to do it. Just because right? he wanted to be in control. Right, exactly. So it was the oh. moment, and then, and then which leads directly into what happened soon after. But wait, we're missing something. There was a sweet-ass fight in here, and I don't think it's happened at this point in the episode, or it has. The sweet-ass fight with the Dormelage. No, it hasn't. Oh, it hasn't happened That yet? was the end. Is that the end? That was at the end. Okay, because... No, this is where they have the fight, um, and Zemo kind of runs away, and you're like, oh, shit, he got away. But then it turns out he's going after Morgenthau because she's got the serum yeah. in her little fanny pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he basically shoots at her, shoots her in the side. No, no, but that's the end of the episode. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because this is where... You're right, because this is where... Uh, uh, what's his face? Zemo destroys... A, she drops all the yeah, vials. Yeah. He destroys Zemo all destroys of them. destroys all of them, except for except one. Except one. And guess who gets that one? Captain America. Walker. Black Panther. No, I'm just kidding. Black it was Panther. Captain America. It was Walker. So he ends up getting that one. And uh, so he ends up... It, they don't say what happens. They don't show what happens. They just show that he has it. But what, yeah. what I really liked was they showed the conversation between Captain America and Battle... Battlestar? the hell is his partner's name hoskins i don't know hoskins yeah whatever yeah. His, his title is um he's kind of justifying to he's trying to justify to himself to take the serum. Yeah, yeah he you can see he's a struggling man right and they're taught and he's talking to his partner and his partner's like no you're a good man this thing brings out and he does openly state it brings out all aspects of that person right but right. makes it larger than life exactly and he's like but you're a good man and he is a good man he is he's yeah, yeah. trying his hardest but he's an imperfect man yeah and therefore the drug makes those imperfections larger than exactly life. exactly and but he's trying to justify to himself why he should be the one to take it yeah interesting then as well like just looking back on on the serum and who's taken it you know because bucky has something similar Right, that he had taken yep. uh, as well in the long run, not back when he was with Captain America. But it was interesting to see that, like, when he was in the hands of you know the Russians and 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 doing all the spy and assassination shit, that it brought him down. But then when he was in the presence of Steve Rogers, it it brought him up to a level where yes. he could overcome it. And and obviously with the help of the Wakanda, the the, the Wakandans. <laughs> As well, which they also show in this episode, which yes. is really cool. So really cool flashback. That, that was an emotional scene where he was crying because you know he finally felt relief. And that was that was the moment where the facade of the assassin kind of broke. The facade of Winter Soldier yes. kind of broke, right? And he could see and remember for the first time that he's fucked up and killed a lot of people. It's, I don't a think lot it was that. People. I don't think at that time it was when he remembered it all. I think he finally lost the fear of oh. someone using those words. Oh. Because at any point, if someone used those words, 
He's not himself. He has no. He's lost. Control. Oh, I thought she was using those words to deprogram him. No, he. She had deprogrammed him, and she was using oh, those words to, to test whether respond. it worked. Oh, okay. Wow. And it didn't respond. So, she was confident it wasn't going to respond. He wasn't. He's like, interesting. If you say these words, I could kill you. I interesting because like I interpreted that scene completely different. Yeah. I must have missed that little detail. But anyway, to the same end, he's better in that scene. That's yeah. the whole point. So, and they do this badass fight. Uh, this is between. Well, it starts off between who was in it. This is uh, this is before he gets the serum. So it's with Walker, uh, his his partner Hoskins, and then the door Milaje. He had taken the serum at this point. No, he he hadn't. Captain America? Yeah. No, he hadn't because he gets outclassed immediately. He finds the serum right after that fight. No, he doesn't find This fight happened mid-episode. No, no, because this is the episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it happened mid-episode. And then because the end is then where they corner the Flag Smashers in that building, and then the thing happens. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, really cool scene with the battle. No, that can't be because he had a moment of whether or not like he believes he should take the serum and he had the serum on him at the time yeah it was at the end of that fight so this is when uh zemo had gotten away the first thing he did was go and find carly morgenthau he was shooting at her and then she dropped right. the vials he got the vial fought the but Dora the only Milaje. reason he could slip away was because he slipped out during the fight between dora milaje and uh, everybody else right yeah, yeah. okay but he still had it from the beginning he just didn't take it yet right Right, right, you're right. Okay. So anyway, badass, badass fight scene. Like it was so awesome to see. Like the Dora Milaje were awesome. And this was a serious moment too because Walker realizes that he's even being outclassed by non-supers. Yes. Right. These people are not super powered at he all. He should They're have just noticed. Highly trained. He should have noticed that before with Wilson. Yeah, with totally, totally. But he keeps thinking that he's better. You know what I mean? Because yes. he's been through so many armed conflicts, right? But uh, anyway, it's just it's cool to see all the steps they've taken up to this point to establish to Walker that he's just a fucking nerd. <laughs> and like he can be, he can have his ass kicked by literally anybody else in the show except for Hoskins. Yes, <laughs> so, like legit, <laughs> anybody can kick his ass. And uh, he finds himself at the bottom of the food chain when, in fact, he thought he was quite close to the top. So I don't know, but why would he? Was there no camera anywhere filming the battle with Thanos or anything? I just think there's a certain terminology to it where uh, there's a I forget the name of it, but there's a mentality. Where you don't realize how bad you are. It's a, it, it's a catch-22 type of logic. Okay. And I forget what they call this. So someone who's reading, listening to this can you know look up the title for it. But basically, it's where you say you're talking to me about IT. Yeah. You think you know a lot about IT. Okay. Okay. But what happens is as you learn more about IT, mm-hmm. you realize how much you don't actually know. Okay. And gotcha. so it creates a double standard where the dumber you are about a topic... The more you actually think you know about a topic. Oh, this is uh, Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, that's yeah. the this one. This is yeah. Dunning-Kruger. Yeah, yeah. So he's that kind of mentality where he's looking at these fights thinking, oh, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. No, you fucking can't. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets his ass absolutely handed to him in every battle. So which leads to the final scene of this episode, which was a pretty wild battle between uh, uh, now Walker is engaging the supers, so from the right, flag they smashers. To, they tried to meet with Morgenthau privately. Correct. Yeah, and that, and obviously it's just it's just a jump. That's all that happens, right? How did, so, they, how did he find them? Did they ever? Mention- um. Yeah, no, I don't think they ever mentioned. I don't. Think, I don't think they do. Anyway, so um, but anyway, they're battling, and he is keeping up with them. In fact, uh, it's his dude. Uh, was it Hoskins? Hoskins, yeah. He's not doing so well. No. So he's getting his ass handed to him. He's, he's the guy that's <laughs> in over his head now because he, A, doesn't have a serum. Yeah, yeah. B, is not even as good as Walker was before. Yeah. But he tries his hardest. He's a good-hearted man. And then Carly Morgenthau, she takes her fist like this, 
And if you're, if this is a podcast, you can't see it, but my fist is held very tight here. And she takes the fist like this, and she punches, she punches uh, Hoskins so hard in the balls that he dies. He dies. <laughs> well, I think they he were. He flies into the wall and he's dead. It kind of makes sense because they're in the middle of a fight where yeah, Sam yeah. has his armor, yep. right, and his gear. So he's taking punches with his gear that Correct. protects him. So these Correct. super soldiers are doing super soldier punches yeah. that, for a normal man, would absolutely just crack you open. Yeah, yeah. But it's super soldier on but super for, soldier. For a highly trained Avengers man with technology, he's good. He's good. Because, yeah, so yeah. that's why he's able to withstand it. Captain America, he's now a super yeah, yeah. soldier. Bucky, Bucky, he's a super, yeah, soldier. He's super soldier. But then she just turns around in the middle of a fight. And is like, oh, right, I can't punch a baby the same way I punched him a grown man. Yeah. And he just punches this baby. She just punches him with all right of her... Nuts. Right, the, right nuts. the nuts! With all of her super strength. And his nuts just go right into his chest, squeezing every yeah, cavity. Yeah, but, but before he dies, they like kind of pop out his mouth a little bit. Yeah, it's look, weird. It's a yeah. weird scene for Marvel. But yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that was done. Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was done. But yeah, I think it was kind of a cool moment where this guy... Okay. Um, that was the Avengers. Yeah. This guy dies because he's just in over his head. And this is yeah. the... It's kind of almost setting up the thing of this is what could have happened to Walker. Yeah. Because he's just getting in over his head. Yeah. And I really like how that's what made Walker snap. This is his best friend. This would be what would happen. Like, what would yep. happen if Bucky Barnes died yep. with uh, Steve Rogers? How bad would Steve Rogers have taken it? Now he, he would he would have taken it hard and it, he'd be emotional about it, but not like uh, vengeful necessarily. He wouldn't do what Walker does. <laughs> well, you mean so? And at this point, I think we should probably start calling him like uh, like discount or like dollar store Captain America, because like, he's <laughs> he he goes full tilt, not Captain America here. The Star so, Spangled Man. Yeah, the Star Spangled Man. So anyway, he chases down um, U.S. Agent is what he's known as. U.S. Agent. So he's trying to chase down Carly, but he ends up finding her uh, her other super powered associate, who earlier in the episode mentioned that oh, he was a big Captain America fan when he was younger. Fitting, because he's about to have his face absolutely smashed in <laughs> by the shield of Captain America. Face smashers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, she got confused. Or he got confused. They're flag smashers, not face smashers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so he ended up smashing this dude's face in with a shield. They don't show too much. They show I a lot think, of blood on the shield. But On one hand, I think that they tried to show really obviously that he's using the shield as a weapon. Yes. Not as a defensive mechanism. Not as a defensive mechanism. Even though it is normally used as a weapon, but this time it's got blood on it. Like, right. This is the first time the shield has like blood spew on it. Oh, yeah. Because it's not usually meant for that. Which, speaking of which, earlier in the episode... Walker hits Zemo in the head with the shield and it bounces back to Walker. I'm sorry to tell you, but if you get your head hit in with a metal shield <laughs> and it has enough momentum to bounce back to the original guy, you're fucking dead. It's made of vibranium. It's made of like the hardest substance yeah. in the entire universe. You're fucking dead. Like, there's, there's no art here. Your brain is mush. I mean, think of it like this. Like in, in our world, there's something big and round like that would just be like a, like a symbol from a drum set. If yeah. someone threw that at your head, full force from just a few feet away and this person could i mean even just a regular human yeah you'd probably be dead yeah like it would smash in your skull you'd be having and they a bad would fall day. on the floor right after it hit you yeah, yeah. this had enough energy to bounce <laughs> off of you it had double the amount of energy that it needed to oh, kill you man. well it's the glue is back the glue is what's holding a skull together obviously <laughs> so yeah yeah and uh so zemo survived that Anyway, and then uh, the episode ends with uh, Carly presumably getting away and Captain America getting filmed and put on YouTube as like an absolute <laughs> fucking psychopath. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see 
how that manifests in episode five. There's only two episodes left. He's going to turn into a villain, obviously. He's going off the deep end. He's going full tilt, I think. <laughs> so this is going to be very bad for them. And I think you, you predicted in our in our last episode where we were talking about this that he would be trying to get the serum and yeah, he yeah. would be getting it. Oh, I was convinced. So yeah. good call. Yeah, I was convinced that, yeah, the, the reason why he was chasing them wasn't necessarily expressly to stop them, but to get the serum. Because I he, don't think he was at the time. I think it built up over time yeah. and he realized how much he needed it. But I think the reason why he wanted to do it initially was so he could match Captain America's legacy. Yes. He wanted to fulfill the legacy, which was a wholesome, wholesome, great thing to want to do for the right reasons. But now it is just about sheer power and being the strongest guy in the room. Yeah. So, yep. yep. You're absolutely yep. right. Ain't going great for the guy who got it smashed in, but his face <laughs> smashed in. But there you go. So, uh, but anyway, that is Captain, oh, Captain America. No. Uh, <laughs> he's dead. Uh, this is, uh, this, God damn He's not dead. He's just old. He's not even partaking in this. No, he's, he's dead. He's still alive. He, no, he's dead at the beginning. Remember, they, they were like giving a eulogy about him. No. They gave him the eulogy because people think he's dead. But remember, he's an old man right Are now. Are you sure? Yes, because people don't know that he lived his life. Are li- you sure I'm he's sure. not dead? I'm pretty sure. So is he going to make an appearance as no. old man Steve Rogers? That would be funny. That would be awesome. He might show up at the end or at something. At the very end, an X-Wing flies in, and you just fucking know. And then a guy <laughs> gets out of it, and he's, he's, he's flashing his, his arms around, and they have two tiny shields, like Wakandan shields, and he's smashing <laughs> dudes. You're like, who is it? Who is it? And then you see... The cloak comes off. It's Luke Skywalker. No, no, actually. It's... <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, no. It's, oh, crap, I forget his name. Who's the guy who plays Bucky Barnes? Oh, Sebastian Stan. It's Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and this is their official reveal that he's going to be Luke Skywalker from yeah, now on. There so you that's... Go. Uh, which I want. I want that. Very bad. We also got a reveal that the Marvel and the Star Wars are actually in the same universe. So, yeah, I, I would believe it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would believe it at this Although point. Although Star Wars does take place a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. But through... Uh, the, there Space is, There is time travel introduced into Star Wars at this point, so they, they could potentially do it. My, my suggestion was that they would film it with... Uh, starting with the crash landing of the Millennium Falcon on Earth, and then Chewbacca becoming Sasquatch of... Alpha Flight. Oh, God. That would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. so drunk. Like, they crash in the 1800s, and then, and then Deadpool has to go battle Alpha Flight, and it turns out that Chewbacca is the one they call Sasquatch. I thought that'd be amazing. So, oh, then, uh, that would be such a Deadpool storyline. It would be awesome. I would love it. I would love it. But uh, I don't think they're going to do it. No. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. So that is, uh, that is it. That is it for that segment. So now let's get into what was the other thing? Oh, we want to uh, do a quick update as to how our favorite games were doing. Oh, this is not going so good for my game. <laughs> so, but only because I'm not playing it. So, there's only, without Rob here. Yeah. Because we're not going to talk about Rob's games right now. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I make fun of him. But they could probably be something, if you were to surmise what they might be. Something along the lines of Warhammer and another, like, Warhammer? <laughs> Total War? <laughs> something or like that? Well, they were evil genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, space, Starbase. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I forget what his, what his other one. It was Total War. It was a Total War game. No, I swear it was. Oh, well, maybe it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It probably was. Yeah. yeah. So those were his three, but we're not going to talk about how those are going because out of those three games, only Evil Genius has released yet, so far. 
You know, uh, looking back, one thing that I said was I was guessing that there was going to be a Breath of the Wild follow-up this year. Yeah. Literally the next day after we recorded that, they announced Skyward Sword remake or the, the is, remaster. Yes, they did. So I was like, God damn it! So there, there is no Breath of the Wild. And I too. think you were even excited about getting an Ocarina of Time. You thought it was going to be an Ocarina. Yeah, of Time. an Ocarina of Time remake. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of indication in the media it was going that way, but none of that shit panned out. No, none of it. And I, I, I mean, I feel dumb as per usual. But uh, <laughs> Skyward Sword, sure, why not? <laughs> I understand it because it was the least played of all the Zelda games. Yep, yep. But at the same time, I don't understand it because it was the shittiest of all the Zelda mm. games. <laughs> Interestingly, I was listening to um, Nintendo Voice Chat from IGN, and they were talking about the announcement of this. And they mentioned that at the time it came out, um, they'd given it a 10. 10 out of 10 is really? what they rated that game. And it was funny because, like, the people on the podcast now are not the same people who were around back then, and they were all a little bit incredulous as to how it got 10 out of 10, and I think they said something along the lines of, along the lines of well, maybe time hasn't been as nice to that one, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know. Or, or the money pool ran out for the buyout. Exactly! The money hat ran out. Nobody's making money anymore. So uh, now Nintendo has to pay us, and we'll speak favorably about it. That I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I certainly... Don't make deals with that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Nintendo Pass. So we'll say anything you want. <laughs> Whatever you want us to say it. So, uh, okay, well, go ahead, I guess, with one of your games first. Well, so out of the games that we mentioned, um, I brought up originally uh, my three games were Silk Song, which I hoped. I, I also was like you, and I wish that it wasn't. It was going to come out. Still no announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I also brought up Mass, Mass Effect Legendary, which isn't out yet. There's not really much to talk about yep. there. You had brought up Shin Megami Tensei Five, which isn't out yet. There is something with Mass Effect. They're going to officially add in Christopher Walken as a playable character. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, that ass. <laughs> you laughed for so long. <laughs> this is the worst bit. Oh my god. <laughs> the collectors, they're the collecting. Yeah, yeah. They're making a human Reaper. We gotta, we got we gotta go on a suicide mission. <laughs> It's the best ass on the Citadel. <laughs> this is this is Commander Shepard. That's, that's my favorite ass on the Citadel. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, if you want to hear the origin of that, go back like three episodes. <laughs> oh, it's more oh, than shit. that. Uh, so anyway, what was your third one though? Oh, uh, that. So finally, the one that does release that we can talk about here yeah, yeah. was Monster Hunter Rise. Because mm. now that it has been released, we do have reviews. And we can discuss how my how I've had fun with it. I'll tell you what, it's making something rise. Whoa. My opinion of it. It looks very good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. No dick joke. Um, What? Get your mind out of the gutter, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the three games that have released out of each of our lists, there's been one game for each of us that Mm -hmm. I I know of. And this one has done the best, reviews-wise. I would argue yes. So Monster Hunter Rise has done very well mm-hmm. with an 88% on Metacritic, 8 out of 10 on IGN, Damn. and 9.5 on uh, CG Magazine with a 95%, which is 9.5, on Google. Damn. So done a very good job. Okay. Goddamn. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. People are liking it. Can you, can you pull up Metacritic? I'm curious what just this Switch version is rated at. I'm very curious. About- well, there is only just the Switch version. What do you mean there's only just the Switch version? It's not out for any other system. What? What? Okay. Is, it on, is it on PC? No. What? It is only the, the gameplay Switch. videos I've been watching were captured on the Switch. Yeah. 
What the actual F and A, dude? Are you serious? Yeah. This game looks good. I'm buying this game. <laughs> like tonight. I'm buying this game and I'm downloading it. All right. Well, you let me know because I wanted to discuss a topic because, you know, part of this is how have we been enjoying the games that we've been so excited to play? Wow. I have a group of guys that I absolutely went through Monster Hunter World with. Yeah. And I had never had so much more fun with a group of guys. We we just, other than the other than the, mm-hmm. the, the, the biscuit mm-hmm. game. Um <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, it goes without saying, kind of. Um, and so we we went through and we went through the story, leveled up together, fought together, learned the monsters. It, it was a great time. We learned how to do strategy together. We were a great team. Mm-hmm. I picked up this game, all excited for it, and I went on my Discord. like, who's going to join me? And they were like, mm-hmm. no, no, none of us have Switches. We're yeah, just yeah. waiting for it to come out on computer. Yeah. I just went, oh. So I have spent a total of maybe five minutes creating a character, in the okay. game, which is really upsetting to me. I'm sorry, man. It's, I'm sorry. It sucks. because I, I feel like I failed you. You may be because you should have joined me. Look, here's what will happen. I'm getting this game. I'm joining in. We're going to fucking play online together. I'll talk at you. You can talk at me. And then I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the party. You can rely on me to chop that monster's dick off every single time. <laughs> you thought that there wouldn't be a dick joke in this in this section here. There is now. I'm the Dick Master General. There you <laughs> dick go. Master, is that going to be your character name? Dick yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it will be my name in the dick game. Dick Master General. It's all up to you. Your only hope. <laughs> Question. Does this monster have a dick? Can I hit it with a weapon? <laughs> uh... Sir, how come you haven't killed this legendary dragon? It doesn't have a dick. I'm, I'm just I'm just a dude wearing an armor made of monster dicks. <laughs> Your sword is just floppy. <laughs> oh, Sir, is that a is that a lance or is your lance fully extended or are you just happy to see me? Honestly, <laughs> this this joke went better than I could have ever dreamed. So I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, uh, the motion of the academy to to give me the title of Dickmaster General. Uh, I, I will wear it with pride for for the uh, and floppiness for the rest of my life. So. I want to thank God. Yeah, I want right. to thank my mother, and I want to thank Dicks. But no, no, I'm not going to thank God by saying it. I'm just going to like look up and point. People, will, people will know. You got to do the uh, the, the kiss on the, the oh yeah, yeah. the lips Two and figures. the heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish this was a video podcast just now, so they could see like this this straight yeah. uh, this straight shade were thrown God. But anyway, um, <laughs> but that's why we're gonna play Monster Hunter because you're basically killing God in every level, right? Yeah, basically, so a, um, very cool looking game though. I definitely appreciate that it's gone. They've gone with like it seems like they've leaned pretty hard into a more of a Japanese aesthetic. Which oh, I quite like. Sure. Uh, whereas before it looked like it was either like medieval European or something like that. But yep. they've definitely leaned hard into the Japanese aesthetic, which I like. Um, didn't know it was Switch only. That's kind of blowing my mind because the graphics look pretty decent from what I saw. They in the are previews. not nearly as good as Monster Hunter World. Oh, of course not. Not even remotely as good. Of course not. It's the Switch. Like, yeah. But I was impressed with what I saw. It is pretty impressive. They went. They people are starting to get used to the console, uh, the consoles, and what they can do. So they're making it more stylized, yeah. Than you know, nice looking, which is I think fine as long as it's. Dude, it, it looks good. Like the monsters in this game look good. The attacks look good. Like the, uh, the cutscenes look good. Like, the only thing I'm concerned about is at some point, like something like that, where you see a lot of smoke coming yeah, up on yeah. scene, where I could see my switch chugging for. Um, frames frame rate i really don't want to see any frame rate drop gotcha in this game. gotcha that's why i really want when to you hit him in the Pro. dick really hard it's flopping around <laughs> yeah I, I can see i can see the system the, chug the, a little the bit. dick physics just... it'll, it'll chug on the dick a little bit it'll chug yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i kind of want to switch pro just for this <laughs> uh oh yeah, yeah that's that's supposed to be this year right yeah I, so yep. i see and i thought ostensibly the thing here is that it's uh it's a switch with a 4k output so are they saying it's gonna have like a better graphics card yes. to boot? okay yep 
It's going to have, bit... have a better battery to support the graphics. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> the graphics card is currently I'm getting about two hours out of my Switch off the dock. You don't so. get a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, like, oh, it's a mobile game. No, it's not. I'd like to have more. But yeah, and so it, it really does kind of like limit my play habits. Because like when I do find some time to play like later on at night, the max I will play is like two hours. But I can kind of imagine most people... Most people that do that kind of thing, they're commuters, right? Mm -hmm. And most commutes about an hour long. Yeah. As far as I'm aware in, you know, and I'm just using GTA. In GTA, the rule is no matter where you're going or how you're going to get there, it's Mm going to take an hour. Yeah, true. Because if it's really far, it takes an hour on whatever system you're using. True. If it's really close, it's going to take you an hour to bike there. Okay. You know what I mean? It always takes an hour is the rule. Okay. Because that's just how the system works. Can you imagine being the guy sitting next to me in like the subway and I'm playing the Switch and I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise and you lean over and you look at what I'm doing and I'm just slapping this monster in the dick over and over and you're like, dude, what the <laughs> hell? And I'll be like, I'm the Dick Master General. This is what I do. Oh my God, I've heard of you. You're that guy on... on <laughs> you're like a high-ranking Monster Aren't Hunter. You Twitch? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, people would not know what to expect with that name on Twitch. That'd be amazing. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise, definitely doing well. Definitely looks very, very good. I didn't know it was Switch only, but I am fully looking forward to playing it now. I feel bad that I haven't gotten in on it, but mostly because I do consider Monster Hunter to be a team game. Yeah. I, I don't really like doing it by myself that much. Well, we'll either record in one week or in two weeks, but either way, we'd still have t- some time to play. Yeah. So I'm in. Let me know. I'm in. I'll I'm get down. It. I'll Apparently, get it. the co-op has gotten a lot better now. You Normally, you would start a mission. Yeah. And then someone else had to join your mission. Okay. Now, you can team up before and just start the mission together. Okay, so that's a, sick. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Can to, you be in like the hub town world together yes. as well? Oh, can you? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, apparently, there's more mobility now. Yeah, yeah. Which you just saw with the little uh, scarabs. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah. And they have mounts now and shit like that. So I'm I'm really excited. It's kind of a Dark Soulsy. I don't remember. Were you into Dark Souls? Not really. No. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of a Dark Souls with a little bit different monster stuff. But it's uh, oh, everything they're showing on here, I could do. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So really cool stuff. I, I'm excited for it. You know, I would love to play with you because I want someone to play this game. Yeah. With. Yeah. This this game it's clearly about uh, dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. So I think if you, <laughs> if you got those moves down, you're you're gonna be good. It is the what the five D's of uh, yeah, dodgeball. Yeah. yeah, it is basically the five D's of dodgeball. In fact, he is dodging balls here. The bubbles, they're bubbles. They are, yeah. The he the is. balls are bubbles, but he's dodging them. So yeah, yeah, very impressive. Um, yeah. The only question will be like, um, because I don't want to play the same build as you, so we have to figure out like, uh, what what do you like? You're more experienced, so what would you be? Um, my go to is usually longsword, but here's the deal. Yeah, if you're gonna play with me. I won't use longsword. Okay. The reason I say that, so what you're seeing on the screen now yeah. is longsword. Right. It is by far, I would say, the noobest, friendliest of all the weapons. That or uh, dual, well, dual wielding. Dual wielding sounds badass. So there's the most basic form is sh- sword and shield. Yep. And it's very, gives you the chance, like you see how he has to dodge everything. If you're incapable of dodging everything, you don't have that twitch reaction. I might have to go with sword and shield. Sword and shield is a safe bet. Very powerful. Yeah, it yeah. is. There is no... There is no shame in taking it. Yeah. Many pros take it. Some of the best players use it because yeah. it is very powerful if you know how to use it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a safe bet. Longsword, I think, is usually the best for new players because it has that um, benefit of you do a lot of damage, yeah. but you still have the ability to dodge out when you need to. What's this smaller person throwing out? Is that magic attacks or like a boomerang? Like what is happening there? there oh, is... that's his pal- uh, Palamute. Oh, okay. Pa- Palamute? Yeah, no, Palamute's the dog. Um, Cornet. Palico. It's a little cat person. So... Oh, Nor- oh, that, that thing is fighting. That's he's like controlled by you. 
Kind of. Very likely. Okay. Very, very likely. What's Alberto? Is that your mount? That's, I think, your mount. Yeah, oh, I think that's okay. your Palomino. Oh, he's fighting away, too. Yep, yep. Damn. So, in the game, what happens is, if you don't have a partner with you, yeah. then your Palico helps fight with you. Oh. It kind of acts like a semi-AI. Okay, gotcha. And you can choose it to be, okay, do you want it to be more of a tank, more mm. of a DPS, or more of a healer? Does it just level up with you, or can you it, supplement? It just levels with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. So, it helps supplement you a bit. Um, but when you have another player playing with you, they don't give you a Palico because you don't need one. You have another player who can support you. Yeah. Who's usually better than the Palico. Looks good, man. Looks good. I, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, maybe after that is when I'll finally get into uh, Persona 5 Strikers, but probably not anytime soon. <clears throat> so this looks way better. Yeah. So wait, let me know. We'll play it. Sweet. I'm excited for that. Sweet. So still excited for it. So now that we've talked about me and, you know, I, uh, I wanted to shit on this, but I really can't. I haven't played it. There is an insult there where like, oh, I'm so excited for this game. I have not touched well, it. Well, go, go ahead and pull up Bravely Second then so we can see what the Metacritic is on that one. Because that, that, was, that was my pick that would be out so first. So let's take a look at Bravely Default 2. No, not Bravely Second. That was the second game oh, in the series. Oh, you're right, you're right. I'm saying it wrong, yeah. Which I own. I own <laughs> that game. I do not own Bravely Default 2, which is the one that just came out. This is running a 76% of Metacritic, 8 out of 10 on IGN, and 4 out of 5 on PC Mag. So it seems like everybody's pretty well in line. That it's a good game, not a great game. Yeah, and then so it jumps up to 90% on Google reviews. Woo! Which is a strange sweet. jump. Um... I am playing that my time in Porsche right now, which is kind of like right. action RPG ish, a little bit like uh, Stardew Valley, uh, very much like Stardew Valley, as a matter of fact. It's uh, like three D Stardew Valley. Basically, it, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> I've determined yep. it's just a straight carbon copy of that, just in three D. <laughs> so, uh, which which is pretty good uh, as far as Japanese RPGs go. Honestly, I could probably play Dragon Quest Eleven for the rest of my life. Uh, at this point, if I want a turn-based RPG, really? because that game is so fucking long. It's turn-based? It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was turn-based. Yeah, Dragon Quest XI, yeah. Uh, very good game. It, they do allow you, though, to, the the character you're controlling can kind of run around and battle and reposition yourself and stuff, too. So oh, so it sounds like it's kind of like semi-turn-based, where it's, uh, what was it, um, Nino Kuni? Yeah, it's like Nino Kuni, or like uh, even like a very light version of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So where, Ooh, where you're it... selecting the attacks... And then they're executing them. Oh, right, right. Yep, yeah. yep. That makes yeah. sense. Yep. So not a bad game. Not a bad game. Um, I will tell you that I have played more of Bravely Default 2 than you did. Oh, you got it? I do have oh, it. Oh, okay. How do you like it? Uh, Boring. It's your first Bravely game? No. Oh, okay. You played it, the other it, one. It okay. is my Bravely second, but not Bravely second. It's okay. the second of the Bravely. So, so you're you're in the correct timeline then? I'm in the correct timeline. Yeah, the, but, but the most boring timeline, apparently. It's honestly, I haven't really gotten that much enjoyment out of mm. it. The turn base is fine. The combat's fine. Yeah. Uh, I basically just completed the tutorial. Yeah. For all that. Did they just make a game that was fine? It was fine. Yeah. It's see, that's fine. not good, man. Like, it's it's with everything that's out there nowadays and all of the access that we have to indie RPGs at this point. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, don't even just don't even don't even fucking bother if it's just going to turn out to be fine. They did a job system, which I love job systems. I do love job systems, but the a lot. story was a little too basic and a little too I don't want to say anime, but I, they didn't take their story seriously. Yeah. And so I didn't really care about the story. And the graphics yeah. I don't care for. Yeah, the well, the graphics are better than they used to be. That's for sure. But the well, um, I don't just I don't mean in the sense of their ugly graphics. But if you take a look at their art, for example, is it still just all like perv jokes and senpai bullshit and all that? Like for the story, because that's all the original one was. There's a decent amount of them, but no, not really. Oh, okay. But okay. if you take a look at you know the art, you know, this is this is the art for it. This kind of reminds me of the Final Fantasy, where yep. the cover art is gorgeous yeah it's truly gorgeous amazing 
But then you go into in game and it's this like weird chibi thing and you it doesn't You don't want to play with porcelain dolls? Nah. Are you sure? It's I find it weird considering this <laughs> is all their art. Very smooth looking porcelain dolls. Very smooth looking. <laughs> The old man looks like he's seven years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's strange, and, the, and their dialogue is kind of shitty and cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The combat is great. I enjoyed the combat, but... I did like the cutscenes in this game. Oh, I'm sorry. The the talking cutscenes in this game, though, because it does include all the characters on the screen. I always did like that about this game. Yeah, but it's usually just characters repeating a single animation. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't... It wasn't stand out of, stand out enough yeah, yeah. for me. It, it reminded me of... I could have played something like um, I, I probably would have enjoyed more playing. Um, oh shit! What was that one that they're remaking the the two D three D one? It's Octopath Traveler. Oh okay. I like they're I like that art style more. That art style is fucking sick. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it's weird though. Like if you want a more like two D like classic RPG, actually, what I'd probably recommend is Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch because in that version you can actually switch to two D mode anytime you want, Ooh. and it's literally the entire game. It's not just in two D. It's not just about the two D. It's there's something not quite adding up in Bravely Default two for me, mm. and I did abandon it because at some point I went through a dungeon and I went, this is dry. Mm. This is dry. Like I, I don't. I'm not feeling excited by Shit. it. Shit. So. Well, maybe, maybe we can trade off Persona Royal on that because I want to try this out more than Persona or uh, Persona uh, Strikers. Strikers, I yeah. don't care about yeah, Strikers. You, you can just have. Well, it's, I have it digitally. Oh, well, there you go. You're, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe I'll just swing by uh, a store and get um, what you would call it, Rise on the Way Home. No, yeah, oh, you're that into it. Yeah, I want it, man. I don't think you can be swing by stores. Oh, it's probably not essential, is it? Uh you can do. Uh, you'd have to order it, and then they do and then pick up and pick it up. I like that. It's kind of like a shady deal. Some <laughs> random Walmart employee comes out, like with one bag under his arm, looking around for the for the blue Civic. <laughs> it's me, bitch. Bring it to me. <laughs> Bring it to me. I did. I went to Canadian Tire um, this past week to pick up something, and they have their shit down pat. Do they? I loved it. Nice. So right at the front of their doors, they have they built you know with um, pylons and yep. shit. Yep. This sort of um, drive up, kind of like a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a whole barricade situation. It's like a minor barricade. Like like they've prepared for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so you drive up and you, you have an app on your phone that has a QR code. Yep. This kid shows up. I roll down my window. He's got earphones in. He's yeah, not yeah. listening to a word I'm saying. All I do is stick out my phone towards the passenger side window with the QR code. He doesn't care. He scans it with his gun, gives me the nod of, I got it leaves it tells you to pull around back nope they jump your ass steal your car it's, <laughs> it's just a lineup it's just one straight line crazy and then he comes out a few minutes later with a bag plops it in my passenger seat and just kind of gives me the head wave of see you later no word said and then i had what i wanted yeah we were gone wow it was amazing impressive honestly like but in the age of covid i think that's probably the best customer experience you're gonna get yeah <laughs> i think that's it man whereas just prior to going there i went to best buy yeah yeah and i i picked up a, a switch for a friend of our for a friend of mine i switched, yeah. picked up a switch and animal crossing right and they come out I, they had to their website had to have two different orders it wouldn't let it be under one order which was a shit show Weird. so i get there i'm like hey i got two orders their website wasn't working so i can't you know when you park out normally you, you park in a spot with a number uh, and did they, did they talk about like two like more than one? Did they you act wanted like they to order just more than one it? thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, the website just wouldn't let it happen. I don't know why. Weird. And then I get there, and you're supposed to go to their website and say, "I'm here to pick up this yeah, order, yeah. and I'm in spot eight or right. whatever parking spot you're in." Right. I get there, 
go to load up their website to tell them I'm there. Mm-hmm. Their website's not working. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. So I have to walk up to the door and knock like a weird creepo. Like, hey, website not working. Weird. And then they come out and I, go, I give them my two order numbers. They come out to my car, ask for my two pieces of ID, give yeah. it to them. And then they give me two Animal Crossings. Wow. I'm like, well, no, no, one's a severely smaller and box. On the way out, they're probably thinking like, why, why would he want two of these? <laughs> like, is it one enough? What a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just collecting all of them. I don't know. Yeah, so then he had to go back, give me... An, or no, first he came out with only one Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm expecting a second order. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he leaves, comes back with another Animal Crossing, gives that to me. I'm like, no, dude, another Switch. Look at the order. Yeah, and He's yeah. like, oh. So... Oh, was com- it the Animal Crossing Switch? Is there an Animal Crossing-themed yes. bundle or something? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, exactly. So he's looked at the receipt, saw Animal C, and just walked back in and grabbed another copy of the game. Exactly. So, God damn it. So I went from Best God Buy to Canadian Tire and was like, yeah, Canadian Tire's got their shit on lockdown. Like, just double check it. your shit. Like, just read the receipt. Like, you can see that the item costs like $400 or whatever. <laughs> like, of course it's not just another game. Of not course dumb. it's not. Like, yeah. even my mom would know that it's not just another game. It's a whole system. The whole system. You know system, what I mean? Clearly. Like, come on. Jesus Christ, man. So, yeah, anyway. you could do that. Good times. So, Good yeah, times. Bravely Default 2. It's, it's kind of sad that you haven't played it, but honestly, you saved yourself some hassle. Yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to hold on for a little bit on that one. So. It's kind of sad to, you know, these games that we're all excited for and we're looking at it, we're like, yeah, I can't wait for this to come out. It sounds so good because our old experience was great. But, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a dry year, and that's why I'm so excited for Rise because if Rise really is pretty good, then, then I'm into it. Because yeah. at this point, like, it's been such a dry year. I just want to get in on something. So. And I think Bravely Default 1 was good at the time. It yeah. was really fantastic. I played the shit out of it. I thing. did, too. But I think Bravely Default 2 is... Here's the problem. It is the same as Bravely Default yeah. 1. Yeah. And quite frankly, no, you can't do that it's anymore. It's weird because, like, we didn't ask for more of the same, like, eight years later. No. Like, I, did, I didn't want that. I, I didn't think, ask for it. I didn't... And I think there's also a big problem with a lot of people that are making for the Switch right now. Like, Pokemon, for example. Yeah. They're in my books they're like oh we're on the switch so we'll just make the same oh there's no such thing as a ds anymore so we're gonna make the exact same game we expected to make on the ds yeah but for the switch yeah no motherfucker yeah this is the switch <laughs> give it respect yeah yeah. you don't just make a handheld game for the switch yeah yeah that's and not you how you know what works. i don't my answer is to you then fine buddy i'll give you pokemon arceus but you're gonna get like three total pokemon to use have fucking fun <laughs> dumbass <laughs> and you're gonna play it 10 frames a second and you're gonna like it yeah yeah <laughs> gonna take it a breath breath of the breath of the Sinnoh breath, <laughs> breath of the Sinnoh yeah I don't know what it looks like yeah it looks interesting we've talked about it before but anyway yeah so that's uh year to date in bullshit games so pretty sweet yeah 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 next cool. we'll talk about Rob's because I'll get to make fun of him because he yep. was really excited for me yep. I'll be ready to gang up on him fully so, oh thank yeah, God we'll, we'll be in a good spot well evil that. spoiler alert evil genius got mixed reviews on um on Steam and he had a little he had a, him and I had a little bit of going ways on it where i think i brought it up to him and he, he asked me if i was going to play it and i was like dude it's not doing that great on yeah, steam yeah. and reviews every reviewer is not not talking about it that well why why the fuck would i touch it he's like what do you mean it's doing really well and then i went looked it up on steam like no it's not <laughs> maybe not maybe that's gonna be a new yeah so yeah it's it's got even less than bravely default does so uh real quick but, so yeah. just to wrap up this episode then have you done any anything notable for playing and watching um we may or may not convene again for next week, so if you can think of anything offhand. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was last time going to talk about the Dota Blood Wars. or Blood, I watched Dragon the first Blood? several episodes of that. Did so, you? What did you yeah, think? Uh, pretty damn cool so far. In fact, uh, I checked out a couple anime this week, uh, Netflix anime. Uh, first one was The uh, House Husband. 
No, so that was uh, supposed to be like a Yakuza who's reformed and he's now a house husband. But he's like <laughs> taking everything to the next level. Brilliant fucking idea. The show is... It's a bit boring. It's it's um Well sure his life would be it's well no, it's it's drawn up like um like a glorified manga. There's not really a whole lot of moving sequences. Oh. It's very, very strange animation so it's style. Like animated it's like animated pains or an animated Yeah, comic. yeah. It feels like pains, but it's not it's not even like that good of pains. Oh, they did that there was I don't know if it was on Prime, I think it was on Prime. They did an animated series for Sonya uh Red Sonia. Oh really? Yeah, and they did the same thing where it was animated pains, and I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it was it was it was tough, and uh, it was like at certain points in the show they would they would come up just shy of like having an actual animated sequence, <laughs> and then and I'm just like, well, why not just go all the way? You know what I mean? Like Netflix has the money to have done because they this. blew the budget on that scene. But the show, like the storyline of it, is hilarious, and I felt compelled to watch a couple episodes just to see like where it would go. And I'm sorry to say, like I, I find it very unwatchable. Like it's just ah. it's not it, it's just. They're taking a show that would have been fucking amazing with just some high quality animation in it, and uh, and just kind of burned it, burned the idea, which sucks yeah. because it's a great idea, it's a really good idea. They couldn't get the budget to make the show fully, so they kind of did what they could. And yeah, fortunately, if you if you half ass something, it never quite works yeah. out. Like he has uh, somebody from the Yakuza who's constantly following him around, like somebody who used to work for him, and like he's <laughs> at a, he's at a grocery store and he sees like these heads of cabbage for like a hundred yen or whatever, and he's like a hundred yen. I'll take them all! And he's like buying all this cabbage and the guy following him is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are you buying all this cabbage? And then uh, it, there, there's, there, it's not like, there's really no violence in it or anything, but it's just a goofy show. No, it's so, just this guy. Yeah, he's like, to- oh yeah, he buys his wife a present, this DVD box set, and he thought he did so sweet. She's like, yeah, but I already have that box set. And the next sequence <laughs> is him like about to cut off a finger. He's like, I will pay for my trench coat And she's like, no! <laughs> it's super funny. So there are some funny sequences. It's just a shame that like they kind of ruined it with uh, just real shit animation. So anyway, Dota, that was a nice break because uh, they got some sweet, sweet, sweet violent action in that one. It's gorgeously animated um, too. Really good animated. I think they used a Korean animation house for it. Did they? Uh, yeah, so a lot of Korean names in it, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I'm glad when I'm I'm happy when shows do this because there's a lot of shows that are outsourcing to like Chinese and Korean companies to do some of this uh, animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family Guy does it, for instance. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of the mainstream Bob's was Burgers. In China. Yeah, yeah. So they should do that. Because you know what? If, if you can't get the job done the way you want it done in the States for, for all kinds of money or in Canada for all kinds well, of money, then take it somewhere else. Family Guy was because they did the, uh, oh my God, what are they called? I'm thinking in film. I'm, I'm thinking the main cin- uh, cinematography. They call them certain poses, like the main frames. Yeah. And but what happens is there's these main frames that they that they that they have the artists in the U.S. draw and, yep. and do art, but there's a bunch of you know ten or twenty for every mainframe. There's ten or twenty in between frames, right? And it's not a lot of work, and it's really annoying to do, and it takes a lot of effort. That for artists is a lot of grunt work. Yeah. So there's not a lot of artists in the U.S. that want to do that work. Yeah. So they and if they do, they're well, usually it's expensive. Be very expensive. Yeah. So they ship it out to usually China to do the yeah. cheap. No one cares about it in between frames. Right, right, right. And then they come back. They, so that's pretty normal. Yeah. But that's fine as long as it comes back fine. And in this case, it did. Like, this show, it's a great-looking show, great yeah. action in it. Uh, I'm digging the story, but I don't see at all how it ties into Dota. Up to the... I'm three episodes in. I don't see any connection to Dota whatsoever. Well, there really but... isn't much story in Dota. So yeah. they're creating, to a small degree, their own. I mean, if you read Is the... Dota mostly dragons? No. I didn't think so. No, this is just the Dragon Knight. So they took a character from oh, Dota okay. who has a background. 
Yeah. So yeah. he has like a wiki page. Oh, does he? Like, but the same dude. The same dude. Oh, yeah. really? So let's take a look at him, Dragon Knight. So this is his. Um, and they even have his name in here, I think, before. And they even talk about the story. Davy and the Dragon Knight is a durable yeah. melee strength hero. So this mm-hmm. is his older stuff. Yeah. Relatively straightforward, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's still very vulnerable, blah, blah. The Dragon oh, spo- Knight. Uh, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler, spoiler yeah. warning. Uh, if he has enough, Dragon Knight is very affordable in the late game due to strong uh, ultimate, ultimate Elder, Elder Dragon, Dragon form, form because which, he's been possessed by the Elder Dragon. He's been possessed by the Elder, yeah, which yeah. transformed him into a legendary dragon with a range. So they've explained why this all happens, mm-hmm. and here's his bio. This all existed prior this, to the show. Oh, I love, I love the the synopses. These are great. After years on a trail of a legendary Eldworm, <laughs> yeah, the Knight Davian found himself facing a disappointing foe. <laughs> Yeah, the, the dreaded slayer had grown ancient and frail. Yes, yeah, so that's basically the yeah. exact. Not quite, because now he found him, but he he had found him in the middle of a fight between another dragon. Yeah, that's true. So that's he true. wasn't weak and frail because he had grown old. But then the slyrek tried to embody a weaker man. Yes, possess a weaker man to give him power, and that didn't work because what? the eldworm defeated that one. Remember, because it possessed the the village elder or whatever in, no. the, in the show. No, no, no. So there was this other. There was this other guy who got the power of I don't forget his fucking name, mm. the the cutter guy, the evil demon type dude. Yeah, who shows up? You actually don't know about him yet. Um, he 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 has the green energy. Okay, and he possesses another eld eldworm. Oh, turns it into like an okay. undead eldworm. Or no, he possesses okay. the old man, uses the old man to kill the eldworm, and then possesses the body of the eldworm. Okay, that was okay. someone else. That wasn't Slyrak. That was gotcha. some other demon thing. Okay, and. Then that's when Davian shows up and he's got the fight between the undead Elderworm yep. and this other Elderworm. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of helps out to kill the undead Elderworm. Yep. But Slyrak had been mortally wounded at this right, point. Right, So it's not quite the same story. Slyrak isn't old and aging. I mean, he's old and aging, but he's on his deathbed, not yeah. because he's old and aging, but because he just finished a brutal yeah. fight. And uh, the characters so far are compelling. So I like the, yeah. uh, the the princess character. She's pretty cool. And I like that she's just kind of a like a fucking badass. Like just yes. ripping it. And I like that her associate, I didn't catch her name yet. Her associate is an absolute fucking force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes. So she, she takes apart groups of enemies she's like no problem. She's completely mute too. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's mute. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't catch that yet. Yeah, so. they, they actually kind of, they show it off very often. And as you go on, you learn, you, you don't learn why. You just... You under start to hear. Oh, she is definitely mute. Oh, She's not okay. just staying silent. She is mute because they they fuck her. Like she gets fucked up at some point. Oh, and they have to do you know the classic like straighten the bones. Yeah, and she doesn't make a noise. Yeah, yeah. And my wife was watching it with me. She had been watching all of the series throughout with me. Mm-hmm. She was just sitting down for this one episode. Yeah, and saw that scene. And this woman just they just you know replaced her bone. Yeah, and she made no noise. She just made a face of ah. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no noise, noise came. Okay, up. Cool. and she all her only comments. She took that like a champ. <laughs> like no, no, she's mute. <laughs> <laughs> but she might have. We don't know. So uh, anyway, yeah, very compelling so far. Where I'm at, they just uh, in, end of episode two is where you first start to see the transformation of Davion into his other form, which the first form I saw was kind of like a like a dragon man. Yeah, and uh, just ripping through this this crew of uh, thieves <laughs> or whatever they were, right. just ripping through them, which is pretty fucking sweet. I do love that he loses his clothes. Every single yeah, time, yeah. <laughs> and the he princess keeps, is always there. He like keeps ending up naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I appreciate is not they're not playing it up too much. Like, no, uh, a, a lesser show would would play it up enough, it's, but this one doesn't. It's played up to a, like a light joke. 
Yeah, yeah. Like there's a just oh, here's your clothes back. Like, She's like, cover yourself. You cover know what yourself. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, great show so far. I'm digging it. Yeah, good. Very, very much digging it. Um, then I've been playing StarCraft because I always come back to StarCraft. I can't go away from StarCraft. Mm. I can never escape its orbit. Mm, that's a preview for the next episode. That is a preview for the next <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah. So next episode, we are going to talk about the games we always go back to. The games that are home to us. Yes. So And uh, that's not going to be one of mine. So I'll go ahead. I, I don't doubt it. That's my preview. So <laughs> Anyway. All right. Well, that's it for episode 128 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. Uh, make sure to check out the Cephalopod app, the same app that you've heard at least one preview for in the course of this episode. Yeah, Pre- dude, I pre-recorded. use it all the time. And uh, you've been using I, it? I've, I've spent the last about week's worth of my life at work just yeah. cabling alone. So nice. I've been cabling up a, a, a building. Wow. I'm an IT. I'm, I'm an IT. I'm a more senior IT guy than that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing because I don't know. I have they need somebody to do it. They need someone to do it. Do it. Yeah. So I'm doing it and I just shove my earphones in, listen to Cephalopod, yeah, I just man. listen to all of my podcasts. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Good to hear. So uh, Even yeah. our own. And uh, even our own? Really? Ronin Geek Official Podcast is on Cephalopod? It is. Wow. So people should go and sub on Cephalopod. And honestly, check it out. It's a great it's a great podcast listening app for any indie shows that are out there. So if you're into, you know, anything except for like Joe Rogan or last podcast on the left shows, it's all on Cephalopod. So uh, those the, the shows that are bought by Spotify are not on Cephalopod. So yes. just a heads up. They're also not on iTunes. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy your week.